All right, this is a fun one. I heard a quote recently. I'd rather the pain of stress over the boredom of meditation. What do you think? That's a good one. <laughs> so if you think boredom is bad, try proper stress. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you get into a severe enough stress, I think you'd be, you'd be begging for boredom any day of the week comparatively. Uh, so there are many different types and levels and natures of stress. So I think if you've experienced severe enough anxiety, uh, I think the boredom would be rather welcome. However, there is something to the concern raised in the question, which is, yeah, where, where does boredom come into this? And you see, in a sense, the boredom is very telling because often a practice may seem boring precisely because our mind is geared up to move at such a frantic pace. So it only seems boring comparatively. That's like the classic thing that happens in just about any Hollywood movie where you've got the executive in the city and they've got two phones ringing and then they you know, are trying to capture get the taxi and they're trying they, they miss the taxi and then it's raining and they're rushing to the meeting and then there's pressure and then there's something they need to do and then their ex-partner is calling them and their current partner is there and the kids need something and just and then what happens for whatever reason in the film is they end up going to the the countryside maybe on a job or something like that and, and when they arrive and they're there and they're kind of breathing the fresh air and they're seeing empty space and there's no one around them it's sort of terrifying almost it just seems really really strange because we're used to such a high level of stimulation and that high level of stimulation typically tells you as well that it's necessary you kind of go these are all really important things and you have to be up at 10 or 11 on the scale otherwise you're not getting these things done and if you don't get these things done there's going to be serious consequences of that and so on and so forth so the thing is, even if what you're doing is important, that's probably an argument in favor of giving yourself a bit of space and a bit of room, a bit of breathing space. Like, if you imagine one of the most serious examples that you could think of, like a big fire in a burning building, and let's say the chief fire officer arrives at the scene of the incident, even in that case, they'll take a moment to stop, to step, to breathe, and to actually just acknowledge what's going on in that moment before they just rush in. You know, because you, you want to work smart rather than just hard. You want to make sure what you're doing is safe and that it's actually targeting what's really going on rather than what was going on the last time. You know, you want to be present in the moment. So there's still a great importance um, in, in that space, even when there is a lot happening. But of course, very often, there's a form of inflation when it comes to the mind being busy. And we are actually just doing more than we need to in a given moment. So watch out for that, because if it feels particularly boring, sometimes that's actually validation that you need it. <laughs> watch out for that. Now, at the same time, there's no reason why you have to just use boring meditation. Sometimes there's a problem with method here, because you have an, a number of tools that you can draw on, and you may... Uh, just be using a tool that is actually rather boring or at least not suited for the level of practice that you're at at this particular moment. Like different, uh, different uh, pieces of equipment in the gym. You know, some of them might just engage your imagination or your attention a little bit more. Others might be a little bit harder work. So there's no reason, particularly at the beginning, that you can't choose exciting meditative practices. So if meditation is all about intention and attention and using them well, 
Well, there's no reason why you can't play to that and use your strengths, I suppose, here to your advantage. So if you have a particular interest, I mean, if you love nature, there's no reason why you can't practice being more mindful when it comes to being in nature and, and, and take advantage of that interest you have. Now, there will possibly be some challenges here because when you use meditative practice in a topic area that you're kind of familiar with, you may tend to fall into concepts a little bit more easily. But, but you could just notice that that's happening. That itself doesn't necessarily need to be a problem. If you like people, why not try some mindful people watching? Of course, in a socially appropriate way that doesn't freak people out. But, you know, just to be in society, to acknowledge what's happening around you, to be in a city, that, that's really interesting too. So there's no reason why that can't be a nice mindful practice. And it's kind of building upon the interest that you already have. So maybe it isn't quite as much hard work, particularly at the beginning. And there's any number of other examples you might be able to think of. Uh, there are different schools of thought in this, and there's many meditative schools. And, you know, some of them do encourage more kind of stepping back from society or stimulation and maybe reflecting inwardly a little bit more. Some schools even go so far the other way as to say that you should definitely not be just sitting there meditating. You should meditate while moving, while going places, while doing things. And it should be a real world lived experience. So, you know, many different schools on this and it's up to you what you find is effective. So depending on your own personal goals and just your own makeup, you might find that exciting types of meditation are useful. Now that being said, again, on the other side, there are merits to just some discipline in your practice. And it's important to appreciate that, you know, if you take, take a good example, I think would be learning to play a musical instrument, that at first you could very well say, this is boring. You know, if you're trying to get the fingering right on guitar, you're trying to get the keys right on piano or vocal training, any of these things, you know, it can be a bit of hard work, particularly at the beginning. And obviously what you really want to do is you want to just pick up that thing and play. But there's an element of discipline to that. You know, you need to put a bit of time into the beginning, which might seem a bit boring. Now, even then, I'd argue that if you are really conscious and present while doing it, it can be a rather enriching thing. But still, even with that, there maybe is a little bit of practice needed to kind of build up that muscle tone. So similarly with meditation, with some initial practice, if, if you put that time in, it can be time very well spent because then you build the muscle tone and then you're able to do all kinds of cool things meditatively. It doesn't take as much effort to begin with. And maybe you become a little bit more the kind of person who can just uh, enjoy simple things very quickly. You know, whereas before you would be just distracted in thought. But now what you can do is you can kind of go, all right, look at that thing. That's cool. You know, and you can just enjoy being with that and engaging with it in a, in a kind of a present way. That's nice. So when you get that muscle tone pre-developed, you're not then starting from scratch each time. It just becomes easier at a more advanced level to quickly enter into uh, maybe a meditative practice or to use those skills out and about as and when they're needed. If you found this valuable, do like, subscribe and share. And what's your experience? Do you have any questions or topic suggestions? You can contribute in the comments on social media using hashtag BodyMindSelf or at JFL.com.